Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast, the show where we zoom in on the latest technology, trends, and news. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And in this episode, we're talking about WWDC, Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference, what's new with iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, and everything else they announced. It was a big event, right, Gabe? Yes, it was. Well, it was and it wasn't. If you look at the name of this conference, it's called the WWDC. And that does not stand for, wow, what uh, new lowercase devices can (laughs) Apple release? Well, that would hopefully it doesn't stand for that because that would be a horrible acronym. But it also doesn't stand for that because it stands for the Worldwide Developers Conference emphasis on developers. This is all about the software that Apple is putting on its products and not about the products themselves. This I'm mentioning this because I was super excited based on some rumors that we might be seeing a new MacBook Pro, maybe a new Mac mini redesign, and we did not see any of that. We did not see one iota of new hardware. This was entirely 100% from start to finish about software and about developers. It was software, it was developers, and they're holding, it's a whole week, and they hold individual smaller keynotes about specific features, how developers can integrate new APIs into their apps. And you know we're more consumer focused, so we're less interested in that. This conference, the actual keynote, the main address for WWDC, I felt was really consumer focused in that it emphasized a lot of new features and didn't talk as much about some of the developer tools. They did touch on a few, but I think uh, well, for they, con- they, yeah, they, they I thought they touched about a lot. Well, I, I think in comparison stuff. to previous worldwide developer conferences, this was a little. I bit- guess well, this is definitely more consumer focused than like a Google I/O or something like that which talks a lot more about the stuff they're putting into the software uh, for developers. But I mean, you did have mention of them bringing, you know, Swift to iPad so you can develop apps exclusively on the iPad. They had a part they were masking as, uh, yeah, we're talking about all the new things we're doing in the app store for creators and app developers, which was really just, you know, hidden uh, and then like revealing, oh, actually, this is actually we're just a gut punch to Epic Games uh, who were, you know, still ongoing lawsuits and stuff. So... Yeah, there was a good amount. I'd say probably about uh, 10% of it was directly for developers. The rest, though, was all for consumers. We had iOS 15. We had iPadOS 15. We had HomeKit. We had WatchOS 8. We had anything else I'm missing? Privacy, iCloud. macOS. macOS. Yeah, the new one. Should we just reveal it? Everyone probably already knows. Yeah. It's called Monterey. I think this is 12 technically, macOS 12 or 11 point something. I'm not sure because I think they were on 10. It was like 10.5, 10.6. Like they were on 10 for a while. Yeah. And then they then switched to 11. Over to, yeah. So I think. So we might still be 11. Dot something. It, it, this could be 12 though. I think they could yeah. have upgraded it. But yeah, Dick, Gabe, I think we should just dive right in. Uh, start off with what everyone's here for iOS 15. What's new? What's different? What is their phone going to be able to do this fall that it couldn't do already? Well, I'll say first, I think we should preface this as. Uh, If you're listening to this now in June, uh, bookmark this, set a reminder, come back, listen to this in the fall, because really for me, I hear about all these great features. I watch this, you know, amazing keynote they produce. I get super excited for it. And then I just wait three months, forget about all those things, download the new software. And then I'm like, wait, what's new again? This doesn't really seem that cool. So you really, you got to get re-hyped up again. So that's what this podcast, personally, I'm going to just re-listen to our podcast come the fall. This is the hype train. Yeah, exactly. Get hyped for the new software. They will be releasing all of this in July as public beta. So if you're adventurous, you can go download that. But otherwise, you're waiting probably till at least September, maybe October or November. Uh, I think iOS will most likely roll out first. They're usually pretty good with that. So 
I was 15, this is, because the last one was 14, and they are doing... They're good pr- at counting. They're pretty, pretty good at counting. You they know? did not skip Mac OS, they, they put a little dots and do a bunch there, but with iOS, they're just, you know, plowing one after the other numbers all the way up. So we're at 15 now, uh, as of this, going into this fall, and what new features can we look... It'd be cool if they had, like, 15 new features with iOS 15, it, right? It would be great. I mean, people are going to make videos on those and just handpick and cherry-pick their yeah, top I guess that's how favorites. you do it. There were so many here. My personal favorite okay. was this new, they're calling it Focus is the branding. And this is really a refined notification system. What I mean by this is previously you would have do not disturb. This would completely silence all notifications on your phone. And you also had just notifications on and you get bombarded by buzzes, alerts, taps, sounds, what have you. Uh, and there was no balance. There's no in between. What I really wanted was a mode where I could sink into some work, get in my flow state. But if I needed to get pulled out for an important meeting or phone call or something else, a reminder that was time sensitive and I needed to be alerted of, I wanted that to go through. But I wanted to silence text messages, unimportant like news or uh, Reddit notifications. So I wanted separation. That's exactly what Apple has introduced here with focus. You have do not disturb. You can have different modes. So one could be personal. Maybe you're chilling on the weekend. You want some select notifications to come through. Maybe some mindfulness apps, the breathe app, uh, meditation or yoga apps. And then you can have a work mode where you just get, let's say, calendar and reminder alerts to keep you on schedule, remind you of upcoming tasks and projects. And then maybe you have a sleep mode where you literally silence everything and you go to bed. So that was my personal favorite. And a new feature is if someone sends you an iMessage, your phone will auto-reply, uh, similar to the do not disturb while driving feature with a, hey, I'm in focus mode right now. I'll get back to you as soon as I can kind of deal. And the other person can also force or like bypass that uh, and alert you if it is time sensitive and urgent. That was my favorite feature. Gabe, do you have, I mean, there's so many here, so I want to like. Yeah, my, my favorite features was Apple putting other companies out of business or stealing <laughs> features from other companies so let's let's start off with the big one they started with was uh, a shot across the bow for zoom saying hey what's up zoom we see you we see what you're doing and uh we think people are going to be using you a lot less starting this fall this fall because yeah facetime got a bunch of upgrades we got portrait mode in facetime we got better audio in facetime that can cancel out background noise we got better organization of multi-chat uh video chat so like rather than that kind of weird bubbling effect that they've had up till now it just locks it in a gallery mode if you want you can now also do a ton of cool things this is probably actually the feature i'm most excited about is share play which allows you to watch you know tv uh, TikToks, they're partnering with Disney Plus, a lot of other companies. So you can watch, you know, sh- I can be in some other room and you can do it. Or it could be across the country around the world that you're video chatting with someone and sharing your screen with and sharing whatever you're watching. That is really cool, I think. And not only Zoom that tax, but all the other kind of ad hoc little sites that have popped up allowing you to, whether it's watch YouTube videos, which did that, did they say they were doing with YouTube? They did not officially announce YouTube on stage today. That was one of the providers that was lacking. So yeah, it's Netflix, they said, but they did it? have Disney plus, Disney plus, HBO I, Max. They, I saw TikTok. Was, TikTok's on there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think what I heard emphasized was everything would be in sync. I think a lot of the problems with, I know you, you've done a few Disney streams, right? With their kind of party viewing. Yeah. And I noticed when I was like kind of watching that Ours would like pause and buffer and wait to catch up. I'm hoping Apple kind of ironed that out so everything is really smooth. Yeah, because really basically insane. what you'd have to do up till now is you have to video chat with someone on one platform and then the 
like Disney Plus has their own built-in syncing thing. So that would sync, right? But then the pause, yeah, it just was a little janky. It is also, I'm looking here, Hulu, Twitch, HBO Max, uh, ESPN Plus. So really a lot of part masterclass even too. And I'm imagining they're going to roll out a bunch more. It will be interesting if they do get YouTube because obviously that's a competitor with Google. My bet would be they don't ever, but yeah, that was another feature. You mean competitor with Apple. Competitor with Apple, yeah. That's okay, I mean. okay. But that, yeah, that was one other thing they ripped from a company. The other thing that they uh, ripped was Google Lens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Google, I almost wanted to look up when Google Lens first came out. I it's think it's been was, out at least four or five years. Yeah, that's what I remember. And mm-hmm. so Apple's kind of showing, okay, we're doing everything privacy focused, we're processing as much as possible on device. And as a result, their AI or whatever they're developing, appears to be about four to five years behind Google, but now it's catching up, it's gaining momentum, and it might actually be pretty good. So what were some of the features that you could do with, did they have a name for it? Apple Apple Lens? Live text. Okay, live text. Yeah. So for people don't know, Google Lens is basically you point your camera at anything and it will identify like, oh, that's a sheep, search sheep, or oh, that says this, Um, highlight that text, or search this phone number, or all these different things. Basically, it kind of essentially does lot li- it's live processing basically so it's like what you could often do or have been able to do for a while with a photo where you could put it into google and search for it and it would pull up different things they just put that into a live viewfinder and apple is doing the same where same where both it does it live so you can if you you know are at some place and you want to oh let me call that phone number and there's a picture of it you can just point your camera at it tap the phone number or select it and then call that phone number but also Uh, The thing that I really like is it's giving you a way to search through your photos better because if you're like me, you have thousands upon thousands of photos. I mean, I I think I have 20,000. I know people who have hundreds of thousands of photos and oftentimes within those photos, which are maybe, you know, 25 groups of 25 selfies and uh, other it's mostly stuff. screenshots. You're like, this is important. Well, no, like, screenshots is what you you have mostly. Oh, okay. Most people no, no. have like tons of selfies and other stuff, pictures of their friends, and then within that they have like, oh, I took a picture of this menu, or I took a photo of this thing, or I screenshot that, and then to try to go back and find that is just like, all right, when did I screen? When did I take that? Or like, you favorited it? Do you put those in album? It's just it's a mess. So being able to like search, all right, um, I know this was a Chinese restaurant. Let me search that Chinese uh, restaurant or the name of the Chinese restaurant and boom, there's the picture you took of their menu or it's, you know, maybe it's, I don't know, anything. Like it's it's a really cool feature. We'll have to see how well it works. I do know that I've been impressed with Google, uh, with Apple Photos actually. Like Google Photos, I think it's still a little better with their AI suggestion well, yeah, and stuff. They are literally using your images oh, yeah. to like train their AI, which is... Yeah, but Apple, they've come a long ways. I'm really impressed. And so that was the other big feature they stole. We'll talk about another one they stole, which is more about uh, privacy and iCloud in the in uh, a little further on. But yeah, I mean, those were the really big things there. Um, also, FaceTime links they added, so you can. Uh, oh, I loved this. You kind of like Zoom. This is really exactly coming at Zoom like a little Zoom, more. Yeah. You can send links to a FaceTime chat rather than having to only invite people and it works across any platform. You can now join a FaceTime call on Android or a Windows device using this link. It opens up in a browser, so not the best experience. But for me, what's great about this is you can schedule FaceTime calls in a calendar, add a link, and then everyone can just tap the link to join. I know, for example, with my family, uh, we don't really have a family group chat, which is normally what you need to start a group FaceTime call. So with this feature, I can say, hey, like, here's a link, everyone can join. 
and I think it will be really great. And some other improvements were the isolated audio, where they're actually going to be canceling out irrelevant or distracting background noise yeah. and highlighting uh, your voice. You can turn yeah. that on and off. Um, and yeah, spatial audio and FaceTime as well. To I, I see a spatial audio. I still think is just hyped up. You think it's a gimmick? I. I'm. I think for FaceTime, it's a gimmick because yeah. everyone's in front of you. So on why your does phone. it matter? Like the only difference would be in elevation, and I just don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we have a revamped weather app with uh, yeah, no, new okay. design. Let's talk about what did you think was the the dumbest feature that they added to iOS 15? Ooh, the I, dumbest. Because I have a couple that I think are a little bit overblown, or maybe not dumb, but just like. You're like, okay, yeah, that's not really that cool. I mean, for me, it's like the Memoji stickers I'm not huge on. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think... I would say for me, it's definitely the maps. They are trying to go hard <laughs> on the maps and make them... I don't know. It really was reminiscent of like Pokemon Go or some um, what role-playing RPG game. Like they're doing super animated map style and like drawing buildings in and overpasses. I actually like that style. I, I don't know. I cringe because what is that going to look like when all the data is not there? I mean, they're only rolling it out in like seven cities initially. And who knows when it will be, you know, usable in those cities even. So I'm, I don't know. I just from how bad Apple Maps has been and how poorly it has gone when they've tried to roll out new features. I, I cringe a little bit. The other thing that I think is, come on. I mean, I don't know anyone who's really ever used it is the interactive memories. Like, I guess it's kind of getting better, but basically what this is supposed to do is it'll take all your photos, all your videos, and, like, put them into a little collage, play them back with music. Uh, the one cool thing is you can kind of, you can tap on it. So if you're showing someone, you can, like, tap on it, and it'll pause on that photo. So you can explain something, and it'll keep playing music, and then when you release it, it will keep playing along and update to the beat or whatever. But really, the whole memories thing and the resurfacing of photos is just to try to get you into using your phone more, and I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I like when it's done to, you know, make it easier for you to sort through your photos and stuff, but I don't like where it's trying to grab you in and trying to say, Oh, come relive, relive these memories, spend more time on your phone. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. I actually have a different take. I kind of like it where I think if there wasn't this interactive memory thing, what would you do with the photos? In my case, they would just sit on my phone and until, I would, until you need to search for them. Well, no, I, right? I would never look at them. Like there's no reason well, for me to search then for something. you don't something. need to look at them. I, I like it because I think it creates, it turns otherwise static photos into it nice. You, it gets you on your phone more. That's all it does. Okay. Well, you don't like being on your phone more. I can, I can understand that, but I think it's a nice little package. It's for, different. See, I think it's different if it's like you, you just go and search for it or you can just ask it to create it, but where it's creating these and oftentimes popping them up or if you have the widget on your screen, it's popping up memories and stuff. It's just, I don't know. I, I think they can do better. I, Apple's definitely not as guilty of this as uh, oh, Google know, Facebook, well, Facebook is the most. Oh, really? Right, where they pop up eight years ago. You know, this happened Never and, and try to happened. get you to pull you back in. Because Google Photos can't really advertise to you in the app. Facebook is making money when you go onto Facebook. Wait, so. really? Yeah. I feel like I, in Google Photos, I get the memories. Yeah. I, I don't get them at all in Facebook. Facebook, well, you, maybe you didn't post enough to Facebook. I, I definitely did maybe not. Maybe you have no memories. Yeah. <laughs> I just blacked out. Yeah. Uh, but right. that, yeah, so that was pretty much it for iOS 15. I, there's a couple more. Okay. All right, a couple more I want to... Do people really need to know about these? Yeah, I think this is one of your big all features right. you were okay. talking about. When you share a bunch of photos in messages, what happens? You get a stack. Well, no, the, it's not even a stack. You get... A tower. Uh, Just... It's a colossal it vertical it, it row. It prints it all vertically. Like <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what we wanted to do? 
that nice little organized message thread back and forth. We want to put 60 miles of photos yeah, in there. Yeah, you're like, dear God, where was you the next to, message? Your thumb gets sore scrolling through all of them, like getting up to the top. So they did address this, yes. So what they did is they made it when you share it, it's um, a kind of like a carousel or gallery, if you will. A stack of cards, Sta- I say. Perfect. Yeah. You tap Fanned on that. Out. You can open it into a grid view. You can react to individual photos. And the best part is photos that are shared with you in messages are automatically added to your photos library uh, and saved. So you like... I wonder, I, did, did they say that it takes up space? I'm not sure what And spa- also the, I think auto- it's, the I, automatically adding to my library, I don't know. Some friends share with me like meme photos and stuff I don't really want in my library. It sounded like Apple was trying to specifically filter those out. They yeah. said they were using location data of your phones to see if you were nearby. Uh, okay, that's interesting. Identifying you in the shots and things like that. Uh, so I think that's going to be a great user experience improvement. Notification summary, if you want to like work really hard during the day and then get caught up with all your missed notifications at, say, 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. in the evening, you can do that. Or get a notification summary in the morning of everything you missed at night. Uh, you can do that as well. And um, find my phone, locates your iPhone when powered off, which is great. And another cool one is you can get temporary iCloud storage when you're transferring your data from your old iPhone to a new iPhone. Yeah, we'll get more into iCloud a little further on, but you mentioned the Find My uh, iPhone, and that kind of brings us to what they did with AirPods. Well, not really. Did they say actually AirPods? Because they said AirPods, but then they were really only talking about AirPod Pro. Yeah, and I AirPods was really Max. confused when I saw this. Yeah, so, the- so I'm not really sure which ones are getting it, but ba- we don't have to talk much about this. Basically, they got expanded spatial audio. You got improved Find My using the new AirTags network, so it's kind of using a similar thing of you know crowdsourcing it to find them which is really awesome because i just lost my airpods and that would have been nice to be able to you know find it when it's out of bluetooth range or wi-fi range uh and then the other thing you got was more continuation of high fidelity audio with the dolby atmos on apple music so some basic things there yeah and i think uh the cool thing is it's using the AirTags network so as yep. more and more people get not only airpods but also air tags it becomes a even better more reliable mesh network of that yeah and they did, I think they talked, one thing we kind of skipped over that was, it's a little bit iOS, but it's also watchOS and some other things, is you got some new uh, key and ID cards in your Apple wallet. So now they're working with like Hyatt, they said, and several other companies to roll out the ability to, you know, in hotels, have your key cards right in Apple wallet. And then they're also working with like lock makers like Schlange and um, I forget all the other ones, but bunch of other you know smart lock makers to be able to uh, have it right in your apple wallet rather than going into the specific app which is really annoying like having to you know open up the app instead this way you can just bring your phone up tap it close it'll pop up the right card and then boom you're in you're in it's nice Uh, and and then id cards do you do you actually think this will ever actually happen i hope so they said they're working with individual states that you can eventually have your driver's license and id cards so like, what do you think? Timeline two years before we start really three, seeing any three years? Three, yeah. Government I mean, does move slow. Government moves slow, and it's on a state-by-state basis. We're called the United States, but sometimes I feel like the legislation in the states can be so wildly different uh, that something like this, I feel like, is just going to take a really long time to yeah. roll out. All right, so now moving on to the thing that got you all excited. Well, everything got you excited. Let's just preface <laughs> that, that if you came to get hyped up, you came to the right place because Stetson is hyped over. I am. They'd announced that, oh, look, you know, the FaceTime doesn't bubble up. And he's like, holy crap, <laughs> this is insane. I'm like, 
I guess. I mean, that's not really that cool. <laughs> it's like finally. Yeah. Yeah. I am the conductor of the Apple hype train. Yeah, so welcome he aboard. Is all aboard, and he's pedal to pedal to the metal. I don't know. Do they use a... trains? Don't really do that. Yeah. This is whatever coal furnace fully filled up. <laughs> this is iPad OS. Yes. This iPad is OS what... fifteen. Fifteen. Just in case you were lost somewhere along the way and thought they weren't updating it with iOS. That's correct. And uh, you have pretty much the same features we covered for iOS typically apply for iPad OS, but they had some unique features. Uh, Gabe, what was your kind of highlight feature? I don't really, I'm not an iPad user really. Gabe's I have not an, an iPad, iPad mini here in front of me. I don't really care about Let's, it. I think we should talk about the elephant in the room. The problem with iPad right now is multitasking. And yes, like how, like you just can't replace your computer with it, in my opinion, because it can't do enough at the same time. And uh, I think that's what Apple really tried to address here. They have a new multitasking menu, and this is very similar actually to the three dots on a Mac window. So you have a red dot, a green dot, and an orange dot. And on iPad, they're all the same color in the middle, but you tap them and you can pick which side, left side or right side, or even center uh, that you want to swing a window to. I think it's nice, and when you do that, it moves immediately off to the side, and then you have your uh, iPad home screen to select a secondary app to go along side by side with it. Is this the best solution? I'm not sure, but I think it's a step in the right yeah, direction. I still think I think a lot of people were really hoping for a huge overhaul. I mean, like multi-window, multi window, window, window. People were hoping for Final Cut to come to the iPad, yeah, you know, especially now with M1. Yeah, that's exactly this M1 chip had people so hyped up. So actually, I'd say probably iPad was the biggest disappointment for people from this event because. What you you know the M1 chip got people thinking. Oh my gosh, they're just going to turn iPad into an actual computer. A lot of people just gone out bought these new M1 iPads, which are they look great, right? I mean the XDR well, display look, on yeah. the 12.9 still you know incredibly fast. But it looks like given what Apple did in this WWDC, I mean maybe the, maybe down the road they start you know next year they start really taking advantage of it. But it kind of seems like they just put the M1 chips in there just because they had a bunch lying around or something. <laughs> what do we do with all these? Yeah. Anyone have any ideas? Yeah, like the chip shortage was hit, was hitting their whatever A13X chips really hard. So they said, uh, let's just make a bunch of these M1s. Yeah, so I think they they tried to do that. And they also just kind of fixed features that But there should... was, I got to say, the one feature I was kind of excited about uh, was the Quick Notes feature. Yes. Wait, I... Let me let me okay, yeah. quickly. So some yeah. other things that should have been in iPadOS from the beginning Widgets on the home screen, okay, yep. that was on iPhone, that should have been an iPad, yeah. and the app library, that was also an iPhone, should have yeah. been an iPad. So the, yeah, it was kind of rolling out stuff. It was just like, yeah, we should have done this last year, we're getting to it now. What they didn't ever get, or they didn't mention, was a new calculator, or any calculator. <laughs> no and calculator. Maybe, we might get weather, but they didn't mention it at all. They did roll out a new weather app for iOS from uh, their acquisition of Dark Sky, so maybe we'll get that on iPad, I'm not holding out hope. Anyways, quick notes, what I was excited about is there's this a lot of times probably the best feature yeah and i wish unfortunately they didn't bring this to ios 15 which i was a little disappointed about but a lot of time you know you'll be out someone will give you a number like say hey this is my contact details or oh this you know for me it's i'll be talking to someone and they'll mention like a place i should go to like oh you should check out this park or like oh my god like what app do i put this in yeah am i a notion am i, I, just, Apple well, notes? I basically just have like probably 40 or 50 notes that are just like random uh, compilation. Single sentence. Yeah, like usually it'll be like I'll be out, you know, I'll someone will tell me something, I'll put a note in that, and then someone else will tell me something else, I'll just return, return, put another, and so I'll just have a compilation of random stuff people have told me or stuff I want to remember, and then I'll create a new note like maybe two or three months later. 
of like more stuff. <laughs> and so I just have like several different notes that are all random things. And I just usually search for them or have to scroll through. It's not a good system, but quick notes is basically designed just for that. So you can just have these individual notes um, and they're, they're stored in their own new app. Is that what it is? So it's in the notes app and yeah. it's in like a folder called That's quick what, notes yeah. and you can see them. They have a preview and Gabe, this is absolutely brilliant. It's perfect for you. Like if you're talking to someone, you can literally take your Apple pencil, drag up from the bottom right hand corner of the screen. Boom. You've got your quick note. You can just jot that down, dismiss it. And then if you're browsing the web, like if you're doing a research for an upcoming trip to a waterfall for doing a drone shoot, yeah. you can be on a website, create a new quick note and it'll automatically prompt you to add the link to that website. And you can add links to specific headings and parts of the website in oh, that wow. note. That is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll have to get an iPad and you have an, an iPad. Apple Pencil. Well, Apple Pencil mainly. Yeah, I guess that's true. But you I, can, you I, can don't use you it on th Mac. Don't you think though that this, yeah, they are bringing it to Mac as well and you can view and edit them on iOS, but I really feel like it should be brought to iOS because What's the thing that you have with you the most that you like? Your phone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not often in situations where I like, oh, let me quickly pull out my iPad and jot that note down. So, oh, I just got that in my back pocket. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, I guess you could be doing research or you're in a meeting or something on your iPad. That's what they're envisioning. But yeah, I think it feels like you're in more situations often where you want to quickly put something down on your iPhone. I think their problem was how do you create the quick note? They were yeah, creating the this Apple Pencil-esque yes, design. Yeah. And I don't know how it works specifically on Mac, um, but on iPhone, I think their screen real estate for what they wanted to do was too small. I mean, ideally, it'd be like a floating Maybe window. Maybe like a banging on your head gesture. Like, <laughs> oh, I need to remember that. Bing! Pops yeah. right up. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's their dumb You're right, though. This should be on iPhone, and I think it's with you all the time. It'd be perfect, even if you couldn't get that gesture, if you could tap the note icon in quick settings, the control center, and boom, like jump into a compose window to just jot it down and it would go in with all the other quick notes. I think that'd be yeah. great. But I mean, that was, yeah, a lot of, like we mentioned, same things that you get on iOS 15 with the share play, the updated uh, notifications, the messages, live text, et cetera, et cetera. And as we said earlier, also Swift coming to iPad OS so that you can actually completely, this was pretty this amazing. Is, yeah, this is really cool. Even if you're not in de developing apps, like, before you had to, you know, on your computer, you had to go through a whole thing with Xcode, Swift, like it was a, it was not extremely complicated. They definitely made it easier, but now literally just on an iPad, you can code an app completely, test it, submit it, and then get feedback and publish it to the app store. Absolutely. So absolutely. That's incredible. And it's definitely going to open the door to a lot more people being able to develop apps. One more thing. Yes. Okay. This one more what, thing. I think you're using your one more thing now on this. Uh, yeah, I think this, right. is, this is big for okay. me. You can now, the notes app got a lot of love. Notes app, you can now organize your notes with tags. So it'll group all notes with the same tags together and you can add, mention your friends to notify them. So notes kind of got supercharged in it, my they, opinion. They were coming at Notion, I feel like a little bit. Yeah, coming at Notion. The, coming ha at, the hashtag sorting for me was kind well, of what. There's another notes app called Bear that is uh, exclusively yeah. organized wow. by hashtags. And for me, this is this is perfect. Like that's exactly what I so want. So that's another, uh, yeah. Apple putting out a couple, <laughs> few more companies out of business. The nail in the coffin. Moving on that trend, we went to privacy and iCloud next, and this was the real one that I thought, ooh, Gabe, you had you had a phenomenal tweet. We had some, we had tweet. some of Stetson sponsors going down the drain because uh, any VPN company is uh, shaking in their boots right now because Apple announced they're rolling out something called. Private Relay, and this was under the iCloud heading, which is interesting. I and their iCloud privacy. Plus. iCloud Plus, sorry. 
Uh, we're adding pluses to everything. And so private relay, though they call it private relay and they say, oh, this encrypts your data and sends it through two relays before getting to the site. What I think it basically is, is a VPN. And that, uh, yeah, that's very scary to companies like ExpressVPN, Nord, uh, several other, you know, there's a ton of companies out there that have been very profitable uh, providing VPN services and they might still be able to be around. You know, there's been a lot of features in the past that Apple has rolled out and people said, Oh, here's the death of dot, 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 whatever. And yeah, I mean, I, there's obviously still a huge Android base that yeah. are going to continue to love and, and use those know, but laptops and stuff. laptop, et cetera. But yeah, iCloud plus three big ones. Private relay was one of them. Second one, hide my email. You know, those forms where you, I don't know, want to enter a giveaway or whatever. They need your email. Apple is now letting you basically generate a random iCloud email that will forward to your actual email. So at any time you could delete the generated email and that will clear your inbox from spam, uh, helps you better manage those and protects your personal private email. And finally, HomeKit Secure Video uh, gives you unlimited cameras on your iCloud account and uh, can store those videos for you. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how many uh, companies are really working with HomeKit. I did just hear though that Nest uh, is integrating with HomeKit now. So like that's hot diggity. It's amazing. We had kind of predicted this that, you know, you'd get this extreme period of competition and separation. That was like 2016, 17, 18, 19, now 2020, 21 now. It's starting to be like, all right, let we can, you know, sell more of these if we actually work together and make it more useful yeah. to people <laughs> yeah. rather than just competing fiercely over market share. I think everyone was just like, yeah, I don't really want to get a security camera. It doesn't work really well. Like it's limited. Well, well, I mean, not just security cameras, everything. It's like these, you know, I put in one device and then I go buy another device and that one doesn't work with this one, which doesn't communicate with that, which means I have to have a separate app, which it's just a mess. And so slowly, I mean... We've been seeing more and more updates across the board that have been, I mean, even just Hue the other day rolled out an update, massive update to their app, uh, which allows us to now use both Hue bridges that we have in our apartment um, and control them from, you know, each our own app. Yeah. Rather yeah. than having to like, all right, Stetson just controls his bridge. I control my bridge and my lights and we can't, can't cross at all. Now they're slowly trying to be like, all right, how do we make these more user friendly? Because that's really... You know, you're always going to get techie people like us involved in HomeKit and all these, you know, smart home stuff, but you got to make it more user friendly if you want. I think it'll be uh, the huge. Person. Uh, the other thing with iCloud Plus is it's actually included with all iCloud subscriptions already. Yeah, they didn't up the price. No price that, that increase. Was, that was really the greatest feature of this. Was So, yeah, wait. So, Gabe, does this mean everyone who's paying for iCloud storage, which is probably a lot of people because it starts at literally a dollar? Yeah, 99 cents. 99 cents for 50 gigs, which yeah. I had to do just to get rid of that annoying your storage is full pop up. Yeah. So that means everyone just basically got a VPN. Got a VPN and got a. Some Hide my email and HomeKit and uh, uh, video. The you gotta video, just, yeah. you gotta just get video sec uh, security cameras now. That's <laughs> all. So yeah, that's um, that was it for iCloud Plus slash privacy. Uh, I would have area. hoped to have seen more storage. That's the one thing I want, and I feel like they will maybe eventually roll that out because that's a definitely eventually. But the problem is the eventually. Yeah, when eventually they are. The problem is also they're on kind of across the board. They're kind of right where everyone else is. Like you look at Google's pricing, OneDrive's. They're all about the Yeah, same. they all kind of like agreed. All right, guys, these are the Ten, prices. Ten dollars for, like, for two terabytes. Uh, you know, three, four bucks for two hundred fifty to five hundred gigabytes, and then you know, ninety nine cents for like two hundred gigabytes, one hundred fifty gigabytes, hundred something in that range. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's a next year thing. I feel like. So, what did we get next? Next up, we have Apple Health. We got health, and well, I guess let's talk about health. 
There's yeah. a lot of things. This is kind of maybe most people won't be very interested in. So let's try to just you, give them you a summary. You take the left half. I'll take the right half. Go. We're looking just for people because this is an audio medium. We're looking at little screenshots from their presentations as just uh, references. But the, I mean, the thing that I saw was kind of cool is right. They have these health alerts like if you fall and stuff like that. So they added the ability to roll that out to families and share health data with your families. So you can, you know, get alerted if your dad falls down the stairs and you can be like, oh, my God, I got to get home to him or something. Or it could be related to heart as well, like uh, irregular heartbeats or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Trends. So it's monitoring also trends and able to you know, notify you of any real changes. Um, you got exercises to improve balance. You got walking steadiness. Like they're really trying to roll out some stuff that's supposed to improve. Wait, you know what's happening, Gabe? The Apple developers are getting older and realizing, wait a minute, we need these things. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, they're trying to kind of, they're moving more really into proactive health stuff rather than just be reactive. So, I mean, you got like, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, the walking steadiness and exercises to improve balance are definitely focusing on that. Plus, they also did talk about Apple Fitness and they're rolling out some uh you know, meditation and mindfulness stuff and uh, Tai Chi, I think they said. So they're really focusing on not just, you know, oh, here's how we tell you your health data or here's how we, um, I don't know, like notify you if something bad's happening, but also now here's how we actually help you get better, look at what trends are happening, help you reverse those trends, you know, fix them, improve your health. Exactly, exactly. The other features we had for the health announcement were uh, you can share data with your doctor, which is great. Improved cycle tracking with predictions with heart rate for women, lab result highlights, uh, sleep widget. I should probably be working on that. One thing they didn't mention but is there is store vaccine record in health app I'm seeing here. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be huge. They knew they didn't want to get controversial in their presentation, so they didn't mention it. (laughs) They just kind of snuck it in there. Yeah, vaccine passports are possibly Hopefully coming soon. And uh, yeah, you also have trends. And I think this is really helpful. Like if you're walking more, it can encourage you to continue walking more, doing more exercise. Or maybe if you aren't getting enough sleep and it's like, hey, there's a downward trend in your sleep. Okay, I need to... And I think what they're trying to advertise with trends is it's not just that, but also can be like, hey, look, you're getting a downtrend in sleep and you're also walking less. Maybe try walking more and you'll be able to sleep more or like stuff like that, right? Trying to correlate two trends together. Hey, your weight's going up uh, and you're also sleeping less. You know, maybe you should try, if you're able to sleep more, you know, you're able to be more restful, have more energy, work out more and build that positive cycle again. And let's kind of transition into Apple Watch. Yeah, because I mean, the watch is really their biggest health thing. It's Yeah, it's almost more of a health device than a watch. I don't have an Apple Watch, and I can't even remember the last time I opened the Apple Health app. Oh my gosh, I love it, I love it. Uh, So the crossover, I think, is obviously the walking and the health data, but Apple kind of revamped their Breathe app into, I think it's a new mindfulness app, and it includes both Breathe and mindful moments, which is kind of like a, a mindful meditation, if you will. And that's kind of this uh, idea to help bring people more into the present moment, be more thoughtful and, um, you yeah. know, be positive affirmations, getting you to do some meditation, stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. I think that's kind of a cool thing. Jumps on the trend. They also had better sleep tracking, which kind of pulled on the trends thing that you talked about. And then the big thing, which I don't really know if I had an Apple Watch and I don't know, would you, is there anyone who you'd want their face on your wrist? But they rolled out portrait uh backgrounds for the yeah so basically what it does is it uses portrait mode right where it isolates the person or the subject from the background and then using that data it then enables it kind of creates like a 3d stack of putting all right so the person will be in the front 
your time or your date or whatever data you're displaying on the watch face will be kind of like obscured partially by them. And then you'll have your background blurred out behind that. And it looks really cool, especially with movement and stuff. It kind of shifts around, but I'm, yeah. this is, this is for parents and their kids. I guess parents and their kids. Yeah. Or, I guess or maybe you're neither of us other. are parents or, and both of us are single. So <laughs> that not yeah. for us, not for yeah. us. There were other key improvements here. You're going to put Craig Federini on. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. You not, didn't have to spoil yeah, that surprise. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Pilates and Tai Chi workout types, which is really great. Apple's been yep. excellent at supporting workouts. Uh, there are now uh, respiratory rate during sleep. That's great. Multiple timers. Yes. See, I, you freaked out at this. I was like, oh my gosh. I was I like, use, okay. I use my watch for timers all the time. It yeah. is my favorite timer app. It's on my watch face as a shortcut. I use it as a timer to stretch my arm for cooking, for things like that. This is an absolute delight for me to see. Uh, improvements. Uh, the cool thing I think is they have always on for more apps. So this is for, it looks like for maps. Uh, I think music is the other one. And for calculator, you can always keep them on. Uh, and it uses very little energy on the screen. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, is do we know yet what watches are getting this update or they haven't said that? They have posted it online. I have not checked it. Um, okay. That cool. would be an interesting feature to find we out. Have an, we have a feeling you're not going to be getting this with your I'm on watch, Apple right? Watch Series 3, but they are selling it this year. And so my guess is they actually will continue to support Series 3 but it just doesn't look as good because you're missing out on all the nice uh, design oh, true. improvements. Like you won't get all the cool Like the like watch the faces typically don't the, come over and things like that. Mode, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, that's kind of it. Not a whole lot, in my opinion. There's a new way to compose in messages. You can use your voice and then switch between that and gesture typing, uh, things like that. Assistive touch, they rolled out some new gestures where you can clench your fist to trigger gestures on the watch. Picture in picture mode. Wait for a second, Apple they Fitness did roll Plus. that out? Yeah, that's available now, I think. Oh, my gosh. Wasn't this the thing we were criticizing? Maybe. His, or no, we weren't criticizing, but we were talking about that was one of our most innovative features or something. Remember, there was the watch band. Yeah, that could do that. The... Oh, maybe this was CES. That's what it was. At our CES episode we were talking about, there was a watch band where you can, like, just by moving one finger or something, you can trigger things. And I was like, that's genius because who? a lot of times you just want to be able to not have to use your left hand or your left hand's full. Uh, or whatever hand your watch is on, the opposite hand, you want to be able to just have that free and not have to touch a tiny little screen. And so that's that sounds really cool. I can't wait. Another reason I might get an Apple Watch this year, but probably it's, won't. It's really cool. Uh, and the final one, this is a surprise feature. wasn't mentioned on stage. Your Apple Watch will unlock your iPhone for Siri requests. So, you know, when you go to unlock to maybe pay for groceries or something and you have your mask on, uh, your watch can now unlock your phone, and now it will extend that to Siri. So if your right. watch, or your and I just did check online. Uh, it says, yeah, watchOS uh, will be coming. WatchOS eight will be coming to uh, Series three and uh, lives on another so, year. Yeah, but maybe not getting all the cool features. What was also impressive is iOS is coming to iPhone six S, which launched in twenty fifteen and newer, as well as the original iPhone SE first generation. Like that is huge device wow. support. Yeah, Android really has a lot of work to do because sometimes you don't even get an update two years down the road. All right, Gabe. So. Uh, and then the final thing here. Well, no, we got two more things. Two we more got, things. We got HomeKit, which we'll briefly mention. Basically, they added the ability to pair your HomePod Mini with Apple uh, TV 4K. So another reason to get the HomePod Mini. They added, what else? Uh, new screen savers, of course. Those are gorgeous on the Apple TV. They added uh, Control Apple TV from HomePod, which is a really cool feature and, you know, kind of doing what Apple or Google has done with their Google TV and what Amazon has done with their Fire TV. And I think 
yeah, that, that's pretty much it. The other kind of cool thing is they added uh, kind of like for families that have devices like this, they added voice recognition for all. So like you know, multiple do profiles. Yeah, you, we already had that with our uh, every everything. Has everything that, else has Let's, that without saying the names. And then they also yeah, without mentioning other competitors. And then they also added a cool feature where if you're in a family and like you have multiple profiles, it can actually recommend stuff that all of you will like. So it can be like, all right, we'll aggregate all the data from what each person watches and this is where it overlaps and here's what you might like. So that would be, uh, that's kind of what Google does with their uh, Google TV interface. Yeah. And now Apple's bringing that they're over They're all trying to, to, I mean, well, Apple has done that before, yeah. but now they're doing a specific thing with it. And then also, because uh, it is HomeKit, this wasn't just Apple TV, they added the ability that um, you're going to get package detection. From, I liked this. Yeah, this is kind of a, really helpful thing that everyone i feel like most reason people have uh security cameras or the place that they have them is the front door or you know porch or whatever and so being able to know when you get a package and run out and grab it before the porch pirates do that is very helpful and so apple making some nice changes and also yeah we got a uh, what less than a month till season two of uh What's it called? Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso starts. That's, yes. the big, that's the big announcement, well, but we already knew that. I'm so excited. Uh, the other one, HomeKit camera enhancement. So if you're looking at a view of your backyard, right, and you have smart lights in your backyard, the live view will bring up a toggle to turn on or off accessories in your backyard. So you can kind of see the changes taking place live, make sure a light is turned on, make sure it's turned off. Or if it's dark outside, like turn a light on, take a quick look, and then turn the light off. Yeah, I guess I got to get some lights in view of my camera now. <laughs> we so need I a camera. A, well, we have a camera. We need a better better camera. It works with iOS. I think this, I don't know. I don't know if they're adding HomeKit support to that camera. But all right. So that's HomeKit. Let's get to the big one. The really. meat and the potatoes. Yeah, this is the meat and potatoes. Actually, I think iOS was bigger than this. macOS got some lighter updates, I feel like. Yeah, you didn't get, macOS got a huge update last year. So this wasn't as big of an update. But this was macOS Monterey. Uh, the crack marketing team took a big trip and eventually came to that name. We're getting a lot of, we've kind of covered a lot of the things we already got. You know, you're getting the spatial audio with uh, FaceTime. You're getting more of those notifications with the focus mode and stuff, live text, Apple maps, like really every, there's a group of updates that it's just, they should have just been like, this is coming to everything because yeah, yeah. these are the apps that you all get. But the big thing I would say, right. And then you'll probably agree that we're going to get is universal control. I think, yeah, I think universal control is probably one of two big things I think, for macOS. All right, I, all right. I'll talk about this. You talk about what you think the other one is. So universal control is not where you get like Evan Almighty powers and you're God and you can control the universe. That's coming next year, I heard, supposedly. Yeah, yeah they're working on that. Yeah, macOS God mode. Um, but universal Craig's, Craig's beta testing it right now. Yeah, yeah, when he's doing all his superpowers and stuff. But universal control will give the ability to, a, I would say this is a, I don't know. Do you think this is a niche audience? I don't. I'm not sure who it's for. It's, it's people who have multiple devices of non-iPhone. So we're talking iPad or Macs, right? It's like Sidecar but different. So Sidecar is where yeah. you could turn your iPad into a secondary display for your Mac. What Universal Control does is it lets you use your iPad as an iPad and a Mac let's as a Mac. Let's you use two devices at once because But you use just one keyboard and one keyboard. So you don't have to keep to moving them. in and touching, you know, touch your iPad, send that over and then come back, you know, airdrop it. You can just have your devices next to each other, have them set up and be able to, you know, all right, I'm editing this video on Final Cut and then you can mouse over to your iPad, grab that photo you took or grab that doc, you know, you maybe you made a keynote in uh I don't know, on your iPad. Because could, that's what people you do. You could grab that in, pull that into your thing, 
And then they even like, oh, hold on, you can actually do three devices. So you could have a Mac, an iMac they had, had a MacBook Pro and an iPad, which I, this, to me, this happens all the time. I mean, right? The number of people. <laughs> just right next to each yeah, other. That I just, have, I just have my iMac, my MacBook Pro, and my <laughs> iPad all lined up. And I'm like, gosh, this is such a hard problem where I have to, yeah, this is really designed for, I feel like, their power users. Um, and maybe, I guess, to convince people that it's more useful to have multiple devices. The two things I liked about this yep. are the document synchronicity. So before you could, Universal Clipboard would let you copy and paste from Mac to iPad to iOS, et cetera. Universal Control takes that to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. Click, drag a document from your iPad to your Mac. I think that's awesome. And yeah, this, well, it, it's next level AirDrop. Yeah. It's like I, I've had the problem of like AirDrop taking a little time or not connecting because oh you don't have Bluetooth on or stuff. Now it's just like whoop, whoop drag it right over. Exactly with that sound it's, too. It's very interesting because it turns two devices almost into one device, but they're still two devices. Well, that's what I like about it because you can have separate processing power. Like you can have your Mac processing a huge or rendering out a huge file. I noticed at least for my older Mac, it slows down. So then you can whip your keyboard and mouse over to your iPad, start doing a bunch of work, and it's way faster. And Matt, the iPad got new keyboard commands, so hopefully you can like do more quicker. I don't know. I think it's a very niche audience, but I think this is powerful and, and has good potential i also think it's the groundwork for eventually being able to do like you know flick stuff from your iphone to your computer or to your friend's phone or stuff like that Yeah, like and once you're there linked you can do more kinetic based or transfers. just easier linking like not even hard linking like yeah. just being able to use the you know wide man technology that they have and all that stuff to be able to recognize when you're next to a friend or something and just easily flick stuff over kind of like what was that bump that old app Oh yeah, but more that. have it all be like more intuitive because the big thing that made Apple popular years ago, going back, was their UI. They borrowed from physical controls. They went, hold on, let's not make this computer text-based interface. Let's make it like the trash can's a trash can, and you know you have a full thing that you click on and that opens it, right? And so now they're kind of bringing that to multi devices that everyone seems to have, and bringing making it work like it we want it to work, like we've seen in the sci-fi movies for so long. Or instead of clicking through some arduous process, uploading to the cloud or sh some crazy thing, you can just, boom, send that to you. I can share that with you. Uh, you know, yeah, just devices yeah. work up together a lot more. Um, and overall, just makes it harder to have friends that use Android. Okay, second big feature. Yeah. I think point, point 0.5 I'm sneaking in. Uh, Mac users are familiar with this app called Automator that helps automate tasks and, you know, do different actions uh, in sequence and you know helps you accelerate your workflow this is sort of migrating over to the shortcuts app and so you can make shortcuts on your mac and there's going to be a new shortcuts gallery view so that's that's like a half step the second big feature to me was actually safari i think they announced so many new features with safari it's got a fresh new design you now have tab groups so if there's a, a series of tabs you open frequently you can click on the group and boom they're all there they sync immediately and instantaneously between your iPad and your iPhone. You can open them up on your iPad and your iPhone, add additional tabs. And the coolest feature to me, what I saw is, let's say you're doing research to a trip and you want to, hey, check out this list of Airbnbs. They're in a tab group. You literally can share, you click and drag the tab group into an email. It creates a bulleted list, all hyperlinked to the specific pages, and you can just send that off. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I just I, for me that seems like a harder thing to share. You know, I know like I want to use that first to really see how useful it is. Whereas like universal control is just like a, on the surface, it's like damn, that's cool. I don't actually know if that's gonna be useful, but <laughs> but it's cool. it just looks really cool. Yeah, and then there's some 
They redesigned the tabs. I don't really know how I feel about the redesign, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it's very minimalistic and like but, shrinking uh, everything they down. They definitely spent a lot of time talking about it. And uh, the other big thing is that Safari extensions, your Grammarly, your Honey to, to save money on coupons or whatever, those are coming to iPhone and iPad. And wow, that is pretty big. Yeah, Dashlane. Stuff like that, all yep. plugged in. All of those are coming. Fillers. Uh, and I think the other big thing is um, there's a slight redesign for Safari on iPhone where they moved basically the URL from the top of the Safari page to the bottom where your thumb is, and you can now do gestures to switch between tabs. I think that looks neat. I'm excited. And yeah, that's, that's that's pretty much the last one it. I just did notice while I was looking here is they have low power mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we never had that on Mac, and they're rolling that out. But otherwise, yeah, everything else that was coming. One more thing. All right. AirPlay to Mac. All right. Well, I think that's a little too hyped up, but maybe that'll be cool. Yeah, otherwise, everything else is stuff that you're getting on iOS. hear me out. All right. Some people use a Mac Mini as their home theater entertainment setup, and so now they can just AirPlay from your phone to that into your TV. I guess that's kind of cool. And um, then, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's neat. It seems like you should have been able to do that a long time ago for some reason. But That's probably true. Yeah. So that was, I mean, I think that was it for the event. Uh, after that, I was all ready for some hardware. And there was, as Ooh, I said, I want to talk about nothing. that. Yeah. So rumors were pointing to new MacBook Pros, M1X chips being announced at WWDC, probably for development purposes, things like that. Uh, this was rumored, I want to say mostly by John Prosser and... He has, I think, pretty good track record with some leaks, 0% accuracy with WWDC. But uh, what I wanted to mention is a Redditor was curious about this and started doing research as to, okay, has Apple actually released hardware at WWDC? What did that look like? And some ones I wanted to share are, uh, darn, I keep resizing the the window I have and it keeps I moving the page. IPad multitasking. God, where'd it go? Gee, I was right, right here you go. 2003, Power Mac G5 Tower. 2004, 23 and 30 inch displays. 2006, Mac Pro. 2009, 13 inch MacBook Pro. Updates to the 15 and 17 inch MacBook Pros. iPhone 3GS. 2010, iPhone 4. 2012, MacBook Air models. Update to the MacBook Pro. First 15 inch MacBook Pro. 2013, Trash Can Mac Pro. 2017, updates to the iMac. 2019 third gen Mac Pro, Pro Display XDR, and 2020 A12Z Mac Mini. So I think with yeah, what that, was that was a long list. It's a long list. It's a I spattering of products, and I think it just shows Apple basically does whatever they want. It's yeah. primarily software focused, but that doesn't mean hardware is unheard of, uh, and there won't be more hardware announced in the future. So I I think like the odds of new laptops I think were reasonable given this history. Like it would be plausible. Um, but we didn't see them. So a little bit of disappointment there, but... Uh, we'll hopefully see them, I mean, maybe July, maybe even before I the end of June. July. My gut instinct is Apple wants to get these out before the new school year if people are going into more intensive programming, developing, video editing uh, degrees or whatever. They want to get the, the newest, most powerful laptop and uh, hopefully with more than 16 gigs of RAM or whatever. Well, that is... Uh, I guess I'll just set my reminder to... Remind me when I get a new news or or a Google uh, news alert or something, (laughs) because that was what I was really hoping for. The question, okay, here we go. Will we get the new MacBook Pro slash Mac minis or new computers before we actually get our hands on the software? Ooh, so public beta is coming in July. No, not pot, not, I'm talking about rolling out. Yeah, 100%. Which which is going to go? I'm going 100% yes, new hardware before the new software comes out. 
or will it come out exactly at the same time? Like, Ooh. and they are shipping now with the new Mac OS Monterey. Now that you say that, that yeah. could be extremely could be possible. Really sick. Yeah, they typically do do that. Yeah. Well, um, that's pretty much it uh, from WWDC. As we said, it is going on all week. They could roll out a surprise announcement of some other stuff, but I really highly doubt it. And otherwise, yeah, that's. I mean, any any final takeaways? I think that's it. I'm excited. Uh, are you going to be doing the the public beta? Yeah, I will do the public beta starting July, probably on my iPad mini first, because that's just my kind of fun device that I have for entertainment and stuff. Then maybe iPhone come August, right? Once it gets a little more stable and Mac will 2022 talk to me. <laughs> All right, the second question. What about what about you, though? Do we start using Siri now? Okay. No, we don't use Siri. <laughs> Yeah, and we also we also didn't mention that they're expanding Spotlight Search even more, kind of trying to take Google's stuff away. But it's actually using Google for like the real search stuff. Though they're creating their own database for a lot of like common things like actors and movies and songs and stuff like that. Very interesting. I'm not really sure uh, how useful it is. I've kind of found Spotlight is not very useful for finding information like mainly i just wanted i don't to, use it at i mainly all. wanted to find an app usually yep. that's all i'm using it for and it's pulling up like search results and like can't you tell if i spelled t-u-i i meant to spell twitter t-w-i like can't you just recognize that and pull up twitter app for me no <laughs> of course not so that would actually that's a feature i actually want is more intelligent uh spotlight search what i want is on ipad they put the app library as a yeah. button on your dock I want that for iPhone. Like, how cool would it be just to have a button on your dock? Like, boom, all your app, like, you jump into it. I guess that could be kind of cool. The main I thing, iPad, we still need as, again, got to stay on the calculator and <laughs> weather app. Final Cut Pro, maybe? No, I don't care about Final Cut Pro. Calculator, weather app. Why is that not there? <laughs> you heard it here Those first. Those are folks. essential apps. We need them, Apple. Come uh, on. They're, I mean, your watch has a calculator built in that has the tipping. Perfect, the perfect size for a yeah, calculator. I mean, you could argue you don't use a calculator much on the iPad. I'm not whipping my iPad out but at a still, restaurant. But still, no weather. Like, you, you go to hit the weather widget and it throws you into Yahoo on Safari. This is just like, I don't know. There's some things with Apple that are just like, how is this? Like, how much could it take them to develop a weather app? I don't know. Actually, with the new design, I feel like it'd be super easy because yeah. they, they like put these. It's beautiful. The new it's weather beautiful. app. It's in like boxes. I would is it coming it. to iPadOS? Do we have confirmation of that? Because maybe my know. rant is all for naught. You'll have to do research on that after. Yeah, the show. you guys will have to just look it up. We're, to we're, answer we're your tired. question, I think I will probably get it because of the notification, like the focus mode. You'll start it right in July as soon like, as it's available. I think I need that for my own sanity because my phone just rips my distraction. Like it's so distracting, my focus yeah. is broken. But I also need calendar alerts and reminders, and I've been trying to figure that out. So I think I will get it. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna be it for this episode. Uh, Gabe, you want? Are you able to find it? Are you? No, I, I can't find it. It doesn't look like it's coming to iPadOS. The rant maybe. is for a reason. Next year, buddy. Yep. Next year. So that is the Pinterest Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave us a rating and review. If you enjoyed this show, share it with a friend. If you did not enjoy this show, also share it with a friend. That's gonna be it for this episode. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe15. Gabe is now on Gabe 15. Is that good? Is that good updates? Beta. 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 Okay, slow response. It's in beta. Uh, thank you all so much for listening, and we look forward to talking to you in the next one. Bye.